This is the Rich Eisen Show. Picked off at the 30-yard line. Marco Wilson, and then he does a flip into the end zone for the touchdown. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Calm down, we're good. You know, we're going to make it right. Um, we did a scoring, so that was good. Today's guests, Jets head coach Robert Sulla, UCLA head coach Chip Kelly, Bears linebacker Roquan Smith, actor Ryan Phillippe, and now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, it is. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show, right here on the Roku Channel, Channel 210, here in Los Angeles, California, and Big Ten country. And in that regard, Chip Kelly's going to be coming on this program. He's a Pac-12 coach at the moment of the number nine ranked team taking on number 10 Oregon. He's joining us uh, in his final two years as a non-Big Ten coach. Big game for him this weekend. He's joining us on this program. So is Roquan Smith of the Chicago Bears. Um, they're playing Monday Night Football to wrap up week number seven that began last night. Ryan Phillippe, the actor who's a diehard Eagles fan, is making his way to the studio. He's on, he's on a bye week this week, but he's spending some time with us in advance of uh, his new film, American Murderer. That's an hour number three. And the head coach of the four and two New York Jets, Robert Sala, is joining us in about 18 minutes' time. You should join us throughout this entire program. 844-204-RICH, number to dial, whether you're watching on Roku, channel 210, on any Roku device, Samsung Smart TV, Amazon Fire TV, if you're watching on any mobile device that you have why not because you could just get the roku channel for free through the roku app and then there is the RokuChannel.com where you can watch us on any device laptop desktop what have you for free we say hello to our podcast listeners you can get our podcast for zero dollars zero cents as well thanks to the cumulus podcast network where all podcasts are acquired we say hello to channel 218 serious listeners and xm channel 202 if you're listening on the serious xm app it's 992 oh yeah there's the odyssey channel you can listen to us there and there's the terrestrial radio network there's our youtube page youtube.com slash rich eisen show holy crap we're everywhere Everywhere. It, everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. I love it. I can't get enough no of it. No excuses. I can't get enough of it. Chris Brockman is wearing salmon today for crying Orange. out loud. Orange. That's salmon, brother. <laughs> no, it's not. No, you're, 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 you're clashing with the rest of the uh, yellow, orangey lights. I don't it's, know what's going on. Orange. That's salmon. Jay, you're right near him. Jay Feller, Jason Feller, you're right near him. Eyes checked. It's orange. That salmon is orange. It's salmon. That is salmon. Thank you. TJ Jefferson. Well, you missed. You skipped Jay. I didn't. I just asked him to confirm the salmonness. You just didn't hear me. Good to see you over there. TJ Jefferson, well, how are good, you? It's good to be seen. Light the candle. It's you, lit. You, you know, basketball again is back. Yes. The Clippers run LA. Yes. <laughs> and I love the it. Clippers beat the Lakers he's last just night. The Russell Westbrook is, uh, <laughs> is dreadful. It's dreadful, right? Oh, He's dreadful. Sad, Russ. Oh, gosh. You know what we're going to do later on this program? We're going to treat the sad, first Russ. two games of the NBA season so far, even though the Clippers have played just one, like it's the NFL. We're going to completely overreact to it. <laughs> I'm into that. <laughs> That's going to be later on in this program. New segment, treating the NBA like it's the NFL. I'm into um, that. Even, you know, as if there's not, you know, 98% of the season still to go. Um, might be early for that. TJ Jefferson is ignoring the fact that his Sixers are 0-2. So, again, if this was in the NFL, the Sixers would be – their season's over. Joel Embiid should be traded, and, and Doc should be fired. Yes. And, um, and, and I love the and, way you two immediately go to the negative. I tried to bring no, up some that's positive the NFL. Clippers. I'm saying it's the NFL. And of course, you had to throw there, but the Sixers it's the lost. It's the NFL. Well, that's what happens when you have multiple teams. Wow. My team in the NFL is 4-2. and two. I can't wait to talk to my coach in 16 and a half minutes. I'm like, who's counting? <laughs> so if this was just uh, any old Thursday uh, night football uh, conversation on a Friday morning, we would talk about last night's game. Certainly since it's the Arizona Cardinals getting DeAndre Hopkins back and boom, mm-hmm. look at this. Uh, we got Kyler Murray uh, having a passer rating of three digits. 
uh, for the first time all year. And um, and then all of a sudden, DeAndre Hopkins has 100 yards receiving. And there's a 40-burger. And Andy Dalton's throwing pick sixes that aren't his fault. And the New Orleans Saints fall to two and five. Holy crap. And the Arizona Cardinals now have three wins. Everybody in the NFC West has three wins. Eno Benjamin has over 100 yards from scrimmage. He's scoring touchdowns. Arizona's three and four. And um, and uh, um, Kyler Murray is yelling at his uh, his coach to calm the F down. And <laughs> after he's telling his coach to calm the F down, they score a touchdown and a two-point conversion, tie the game, two pick sixes happen, boom. Arizona's got three wins now. But there's another three-win team in the NFC West. I'm not talking about the defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams. And I'm not talking about the 3-3 three and three Seattle Seahawks who are coming here to SoFi to take on the 4-2 and two Chargers this weekend in one of the top five games I'm looking forward to. That was a list I gave you yesterday. No, no, no. I'm talking about the team that just acquired Christian McCaffrey in a trade last night. Okay. So the Shanahan's and the McCaffrey's all together again like they're the Waltons. <laughs> we know that Ed McCaffrey were number 87 for those Denver Broncos championship years for, uh, for Papa Mike. And now Kyle, who wore 87 in honor of Ed McCaffrey when he was in college at Texas, he's now uh, got Ed's kid. So Mike's kid is coaching Ed's kid. And they're trying to win a championship just like the dads did. And Christian McCaffrey is back in the Bay Area where supposedly he left his team in the lurch and that was a red flag about how he didn't want to play football when he didn't play in his bowl game. And beware, you shouldn't draft him because the guy can't run between the tackles and he's going to get hurt a lot. And sure enough, he runs between the tackles quite a bit in Carolina to the point where they pay him a huge contract that the Carolina Panthers are now out from under. And McCaffrey did, over the last two years, prove to be a little bit more brittle than he would like to have been Last three years, he's had injuries. I think he's played, what, Chris, 16 games, something like that over the last last, It's really the last two years has been the biggest issue for him. Last three years, uh, last two years, he he just played 10 games. He had 16 game seasons in his first three, and then in the pandemic year, it was dreadful. Last year, he couldn't stay on the field, and this year, he's played all six for Carolina. Win healthy. So this is this is the issue with McCaffrey, and this is my issue with the trade for the 49ers, because you cannot throw the last two years out. You can focus on the first three. They get the first three years of McCaffrey, look out, because you've got McCaffrey, who I will never forget at the Combine. At the Combine, McCaffrey ran receiver drills better than most receivers at the Combine. Really? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So they got a running back who could play receiver and a receiver who can play running back and a fullback who can play tight end. And they've got a tight end who can do it all and they've got Ayuk on top of it. And they've got a ton of other running backs as we know. And Trent Williams coming back to block for him. This is what you do if you're the Niners. You get parts that you can't read pre-snap what they're going to do. And Shanahan pre-snap coming up with the plan for him is all kinds of evil and so difficult for a defense to prepare for. McCaffrey, like I said, can do it all from that position. Debo can do it all from his position. Kittle, all world. check, all world. They've got it. They got all the parts. If McCaffrey is healthy, you 
cannot leave that out of the equation. And fascinatingly enough, the team that apparently was in on this up until the end and Scott Fitterer in this sudden auction of one of the top running backs in the league when healthy. Another team that was in on it at the very end was the Los Angeles Rams. Of course. Why wouldn't they be? And this is a huge moment in the 2022 campaign in the NFC West. The Niners wind up with McCaffrey, not the Rams. As we all know, Cam Akers, it looks like he's not going to play another down for this team in Los Angeles at running back. You got Daryl Henderson and you've got Malcolm Brown. Kyron Williams, right? And so this is the running back core that the Rams are going to have to come out of the bye week with. And the running back core that the 49ers have includes McCaffrey going into this game against the Chiefs. And apparently McCaffrey's ready to just get out there. Why not? What is he going to do? Just stand around in his pajamas when the the Niners are 3-3 three and three and the Chiefs are coming into the house? No, I mean, you, kids from Stanford should be smart enough to pick up an offense that is in his own DNA, literally and figuratively. <laughs> so go for it. And the Niners, I literally thought, I tweeted it out when I saw this trade, uh, do they have any draft choices left? Because as we know, next year is the final year of that two-year deal that they made in terms of draft choices with Miami to go trade up for Lance in last year's draft. They don't have a first-round pick next year. And they gave away two, three, and a four next year to go get McCaffrey and a fifth in 2024. So, yeah, the Niners do have choices left. They've got three, they got two third round picks, compensatory picks, because they have a ton of compensatory picks that they've accrued Mm -hmm. because coaches of color have been and uh, have been hired elsewhere. Under the new rules that the player, the, uh, the league has set up, they get a compensatory pick for that. One of those coaches is coming up in about 10 minutes' time in Robert Sala. And the other one is Miami's head coach. That's correct. Because Mike McDaniel is considered that. Mm-hmm. Look it up. Martin Mayhew's another one. So they have all of these compensatory picks. They still have two of them left. They've got a fifth and two sevenths next year. Smoke them if you got them if you're a Niner fan. Next year in Kansas City all the way till deep on Friday night. And go for it. Go for it. If this guy stays healthy, and he has so far this year, This is going to be a major problem. And 49er fans should feel great. Absolutely great. Like I said, running back who could play receiver, receiver who could play running back, fullback who could play tight end, tight end who is a great tight end. Other receivers who are great receivers. Coach who knows how to dial it up. Defense that has championship quality if healthy. Niners look terrific. Sitting there at 3-3 and right now. I like it. I like the trade. Go for it. You got the ability to have your owner and Jed York say, go for it. And the general manager and the coach aren't looking over their shoulders saying, if this thing doesn't work out, are we going to get our asses fired? I told you, the seat in San Francisco, no matter how many times you say that the Niners underperform under Kyle Shanahan, whose overall record is 500, right around it, hovering right around it, that seat is so not hot. Okay. Well, he's out of excuses now. And part of the reason why, Chris, is our first – Guest in the second hour, Chip Kelly was a back-to-back, one of back-to-back one-and-dones in San Francisco. They didn't want to do that anymore. From Harbaugh to Kelly to Tom Sula, 
I just didn't want to do that anymore. And they got Kyle Shanahan, and they're sticking with him, and they're sticking with the program, and you stick McCaffrey in that program, if healthy, great. And if not, then the less need F all them picks mantra that clearly is now roosting in San Francisco, that might be a problem. Or Jeff Wilson, that's just going to be the guy that you're going to have, and then next year when you're sitting in Kansas City smoking him if you got him at the top of the Friday night of the draft, you'll miss it. You'll miss it. And uh, as for Carolina, as for Carolina, they entered the week, they entered the week with just 14 picks over the next uh, two drafts. Nine, pardon me, nine picks over the next two drafts. So as for Carolina, they entered this week with nine picks over the next two drafts, and that's it. Because they've been churning around and churning around. Sam Darnold here, right? Stephon Gilmore there. They've been churning it. They've been trying for Matt Rule. They fire Matt Rule. They bring in Steve Wilkes. They send away Robbie Anderson on the field on a Sunday and then to Arizona on a Monday of this week. And now McCaffrey's gone. Voila. Now 14 picks over the next two drafts. Seven in each year. They're now back to, if you will, normal. Got it. This is what they're doing. They currently are number one overall in next year's draft in Kansas City. They fire their coach. They're on an interim head coach, and they send their best player on offense away. Do not... Take the cheese on the supposition that they are not tanking. This is what's called tanking Mm -hmm. in the NFL. That's what it's called. Now, I say this with full respect that when Carolina takes on Tom Brady this weekend, they will go out on the field to try and win the football game. They will. Yeah, of course. Because these are all grown-ass men who want to win games who put their bodies on the line that say every week when they leave their house, I'll come home and you don't know if their season or career is going to be over based on what's happening at work. I have nothing but the ultimate of respect of ownership, general manager, coach, and players. They're going to try to win. They're going to try and beat Tom Brady as hard as they can. The problem is, is you can't, win football games in the NFL if you're not sending your best players on the field and if you're sending your best players elsewhere you are not trying to win games that's the difference between tanking in the NBA and the NFL in the NBA they'll just sit their best players right there and put them in a suit Right in front of the entire paying customers. Right, right. (laughs) Okay. Load management. Brian Burns is going to play this weekend. Right. Okay. Even though everyone wants him. Everyone wants him. DJ Moore is going to play this weekend. They're going to try and win this game against Tampa. It's a lot more difficult, with all due respect, again, to Deontay Foreman and Chuba Hubbard. It's much more difficult to beat the Bucs without Christian McCaffrey. So the Panthers will go about their business to try to win games. But you don't 
do your best to win the games if you're sending your players away. You're just, you know, trying to not win as opposed to tanking completely in front of everybody. The Panthers right now, as I said, they are atop the draft order. Number one. And they're one and five. And it's difficult. But they're only two games behind the winners, the leaders of this division. And the Saints are two and five. You can be, you've beaten the Saints already with a win this weekend. You're two and five. Brady's three and four. Atlanta's in Cincinnati. Atlanta could be three and four. And you're two and five. And you're not in last place. And suddenly, you know, what would happen there if the Saints are in last place? And let's say Vegas and Detroit also win? The Saints could be atop the draft board number one overall. And that would make Philadelphia number one. Because Philadelphia owns the Saints pick. The Eagles could potentially be. Okay, because I don't know about strength of schedule and how this sort of works out. Just seven weeks into an NFL season. As to who has a tiebreak over whom. But the Eagles could sit on their bye week as the lone remaining undefeated team in the NFL and emerge from the week, from their week off. Number one on the draft order. Now then, that's a large if because Carolina is in the middle of a season, two weeks before the trade deadline, announcing to everyone who wants Anybody, you want to overpay for somebody or you want to pay us a ton of draft choices? Sold. Sold. Rich, I know, I know you're a fantastic actor. We've seen you on CSI Miami and all kinds of movies. Billions. That was one of your finest performances, okay? What, what was? Because just the idea that Carolina might beat Tampa. Rich, that game opened at 10 and a half so what? spread. Crazy. It's now 13. It's now any, that McCaffrey is gone. It's the Bucs got embarrassed last week. Given they are going to win this game by 40. Sunday. It's any given Sunday. Your finest performance. Well Thank done. you. I'm just pointing <laughs> out, though, and, and what what is possible. Sure, of course. You're telling me what's most likely, yes. since this is a Friday, what's more Absolutely. likely. Like That's 99% what you, most Correct. Likely. And you can't look your fan base in the face and say, we're trying to beat Tom Brady this weekend while we're sending Christian McCaffrey right. away. Obviously. Or doing our best to beat Tom Brady this weekend. And the players in that locker room have got to be looking around saying, who's next? What's going on? Poor Steve Wilkes. You know, he gets one and done in Arizona. Now yeah. he's left with this, you you try and win games here, Steve. You sell to the locker room. Let's go beat Tom Brady without Christian McCaffrey as McCaffrey is now hanging out in his penthouse in San Francisco, right? For a team that everybody thinks can win the Super Bowl. He's sitting there hanging out with... The Shanahan's and the McCaffrey's all together, raising a glass like it's St. Patrick's Day. And they're sitting there, one and five, wondering, who's next? Where's it going? So the Panthers will definitely say it's not a fire sale. We're not doing that. But they just sent away Christian McCaffrey prior to taking on a Bucks team that if they win, they're only one game behind. So they're looking at C.J. Stroud. They're going to see what Ohio State looks like against Iowa this weekend, and do their best to beat Brady, the Michigan man, the next day. 
The man who helped make this possible because he left San Francisco and left behind a third-round pick for the Jets is joining us. 4-2 New York Jets. The head coach is going to be joining us on this program. Robert Sala, after him, Chip Kelly, after him, Roquan Smith of the Bears, after him, Ryan Phillippe, uh, Ryan Phillippe in studio. What's more likely from Chris Brockman? Fantasy advice from brother T.J. Jefferson. He's going to open his fantasy church. You ready for that, TJ? I stay ready, brother. Rich. Okay, very good. Eight four four two zero four. Rich, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Don't you dare move. The head coach of the four and two New York Jets taking on Broncos country. Let's eat sandwiches. Robert Sala coming up next. <laughs> Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. If you're looking to buy a new home, Navy Federal Credit Union has loan options and resources that help their members save and make sure they get the best deal. Right now, Navy Federal will contribute up to $1,000 as a lender credit towards closing costs on your new home. Plus, members save on their monthly payments since there's no requirement for private mortgage insurance. And that's not all. Navy Federal offers low rates and fees, too, so you could save even more. And Navy Federal's experts can help you choose the best option for you so the loan process for your home is as smooth an experience as possible. Navy Federal Credit Union is insured by NCUA, equal housing lender. Qualifying members with purchase mortgage applications after September 16th may receive up to $1,000 towards actual closing costs. Apply to closing with no cash back and subject to loan program maximum contribution limits. Term subject to change. Ask your loan officer for details. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. The New York Jets, as you know, 4-2. 
Just take care of business at Green Bay. You know I went there, put a lone wolf hat on my head, so this man had to come on this show. We have to talk about what's going on there. He's on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line, and he's the head coach of the Jets getting set to go to Denver, Colorado. He's Robert Sala. How are you, coach? Uh, I'm doing great, Rich. And yourself? Well, I've got all gas. I've got zero brakes. I'm good. How are you? There you go. I'm, I'm awesome. Every day is a pleasant day. Uh, so um, where, when do, do you think, um, when you looked out at the field, you saw what we've seen the last three weeks? You saw the beginnings of it. What do you got for me on that front? Um, no, in, in all in all honesty, you know, you, you're going through OTAs and training camp, and we're, we're, we're still not even close to where I think this team's going to get. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, downplay anything. I just... We've got such a really cool core group of young guys, especially on offense. I mean, it seems like they're all first and second year players, and um, and so they're just start. They're they're not even close to gelling and hitting their full stride. We're still a bunch of twenty three year olds going against a bunch of twenty five and twenty six year olds, and um, and so it's really exciting to see the the nucle- nu- nucleus of this team kind of uh, grow together, and and all the guys who are contributing offense, defense, special teams. So you kind of saw the energy and the juice and the speed during training camp. And, um, and we're still, like I said, I still feel like we're a long way to go, but, uh, but it's at least people are starting to see the same things we saw. Now I know you you mentioned the offense. Interesting. You, you did mention that because the, the kid that I'm kind of looking at and circling and watching blossom. Um, and, and I, I, you know, obviously, uh, you drafted a whole bunch of youngsters this year is Quinnen Williams and what he's doing and how he looks and how, you know, the words all pro are are easily rolling off my lips. What do you see with him, Coach? Uh, same, same thing. You know, being an interior D lineman uh, coming into the league is, is one of the harder positions to learn, uh, aside from quarterback. Obviously, we all know quarterback's the hardest one. But when you start getting into the trenches, especially at the D-line level, it's a completely different game in there compared to what they played in college. You're dealing with um, uh, a different type of strength. You're dealing with a different type of speed. Uh, the, the way the ball comes out from a timing standpoint, just everything's different for those guys. And um, he had a he was coming along his second year, and even last year, you know, he he dealt with that injury in training camp or uh, uh, in the spring that kind of. It didn't derail his season because I still felt like he played well. It just it didn't allow him to play to the uh, and prepare the way he he was able to this year, and um, and I think he's showing everybody what he could have showed last year. I mean, the guy is when you watch tape, um, the amount of power and strain and tenacity that he plays with is as good as anyone, and uh, and it's just really cool to see when guys put in the work they put in for him to, to see it in the form of production is, is pretty cool. And earlier this year, Coach, there was a question about his snap count and his displeasure with it and his voicing it and his being demonstrative about it on, on a sideline. And I'm wondering if um, something like that, obviously you don't want to see anything that could be construed from the outside looking in as problematic, but uh, I'm wondering if something like that uh, registered with you, with the staff, with the team, to see that this guy just just feed them. He's a beast. Just feed him. Is that something that I'm picking up or off on? What do you got for no, me? No, you know he he was never. I think Quinnen Quinnen's all in on the on the D line rotation. He he was never. I'll defend that one in terms. Of, okay. He was never uh, questioning the rotation. He just wanted a four man rush. 
<laughs> yeah, okay. in that moment. Like mm-hmm. he was he was like, I'm a dog. I can win a one on one. Just let me rush. We don't need the blitz. You guys just go play coverage. Our D line will take care of it. And what you love, that's what you want out of your D line. I like I'm like, heck yeah, let's do it. Give him a four man rush. And it um and when you don't have to pressure it's the best way to win win football games. It's the only way, not the only way, but it's the most consistent way to be elite quarterbacks is to to just drop overload the zones and play and win with a four man rush. Uh, it's the way I brought it up before. It's the way the old you know the the Giants beat that Tom Brady team with a four man rush, and um, you know so he was he was never he's never been demonstrative in that regard. He's only been demonstrative in challenging us to trust him to win his one on ones, and and you want that from your players. You want them to strive for those opportunities. And, um, you know, cause his play time is up there with all, if you look at the teams that run our schemes, they're, they're all very similar in that 68 to 74% range, which in the grand scheme of a game, you're talking about two or three plays. And, um, so Quinnen, Quinnen is, he is, he is the ultimate teammate. He's the ultimate locker room guy. He's the ultimate worker on, on the practice field. Um, he's so coachable and, and, um, Guy, he's, he's everything you'd want. He's like a poster child when it comes to being a professional football player. He was everywhere uh, uh, in that backfield. He was everywhere. And, and you know, in every phase of the game, he was truly unbelievable. It was one of the best games I've seen a Jet play in quite some time in Green Bay. And then uh, just to see uh, Sauce Gardner coming into his own as well. You know how I, I feel about him and the conversations we've had on this show beforehand and how you chose him first in the draft this year. I'm wondering, what did you think of the cheese head on his head after the game? Coach, what did you think of that? <laughs> well, one? If, if you know, if you know sauce, mm-hmm. you laugh um, because you know, his personality, he doesn't have a malicious bone in his body. And he was just embracing the moment and having a good time where there's other people who would put the cheese head on and you'd be like, man, that guy's being a, a jerk. But, uh, but that's not, sauce uh anyone who knows sauce knows he's fun loving even when he talks smack on the football field he's he does it in a fun natured way um and i think he's just got this personality that gravitates people towards him you know he's uh he's a great young man and uh now do you want to do that and you know show up your opponent you never want to do that but um but knowing where his heart is and 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 what he was doing i just Everyone in this building and anyone who's had a conversation with him knows he doesn't have a malicious bone in his body. And Brees Hall is just beginning to shine that light as well that uh, caused you guys to, I'm sure, maybe have a, a bit of a sleepless uh, night from Thursday to Friday of uh, draft week where you knew he was still in play and you knew you had a shot to go get him and you knew you know, you could kind of trade all the way up to the first spot of the first night to make sure it happened but didn't. He's just been dynamite. Uh, is he your bell cow back? Is that the, the plan for him, Coach Sala? No, that, 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 this is what's great about our system. Because Michael Carr, like, people better not sleep on Michael. Um, you know, Michael got seven carries in the game, especially in that fourth quarter when we started committing to the run game a little bit more, and, uh, and he turned out explosive yards. Uh, he has a couple of touchdowns rushing. Um, so we've got two backs that can go off at any moment. As it pertains to Brees, he's he's the hot hand right now, and he's done a lot of really really good things. But just like I'd say about Quinnen, eventually teams are going to gear down to try to stop you, and it's like great, do that because then it's going to create one on one opportunities for for Carl Lawson. It's going to create one on one opportunities for Michael Carter. It's going to create one on one opportunities for Corey Davis and and all the other uh, receivers. So um, his emergence 
is is awesome because it's going to create opportunities for all the guys that we feel like would strive in a one-on-one situation and uh and so we're excited about the direction that it's going obviously and and teams are going to start gearing to uh focusing and trying to take people away and we just got to be ready to counter when we can and we've thankfully have the pieces to do that new york jets head coach robert sala here on the rich eisen show you mentioned uh, your receiving core a little bit right there Corey davis and the rest of the receivers i'm sure you knew i would be asking you about this question because uh it is the season of uh, trade deadline nearing and so many other teams out there, you just visited one, would uh, love to have a young receiver who wants out of another organization. And Elijah Moore has made it known uh, he is not pleased with the current situation. And um, what is his current status right now, Coach? Um, I wanna, I, I'm want i going to go on record. I, I do want to say, like, Elijah's a good kid. And, um, and so, obviously, whenever you do something like this, perceptions can be made and, mm-hmm. and people will and obviously perceptions, reality, all that stuff. But Elijah is a good kid. He's an absolute competitor and wants to help this team win. And he, and in his, and if, and in his mind, like if we're not, if he's not able to do it here, he'd love to do it somewhere else. Well, he, he's going to be a big part of why we are successful. He is a huge part of this and, and he's a good kid, a, a competitor. He's, he is not disrespectful. He's, he's a phenomenal young man. I want to make sure that's clear. Um, but he's, he's, he's fine. He's, he's in the building. Obviously he's not going to play this weekend. Um, he's got a workout regimen that he's going to follow over the next three days and he'll rejoin the team on Monday. But, um, uh, as far as we're concerned, there's, there's no intent in trading. We're not trading Elijah. Um, uh, for all the reasons why a team, another team would love to have him. Well, we love that we have him, and, uh, um, he's going to be a big part of this. And, and he's part of the reason why when a guy like Brees Hall gets, attention paid to him or Corey Davis or Garrett Wilson. It's why we can continue to keep, I mean, pick your poison. You can pick Braxton. You can focus on Elijah. You can focus on Garrett. You can focus on the tight ends, two backs, Corey, what do you want to do? And, uh, and when those guys are all operating and hitting on all cylinders, it's very hard for a team just to focus on one guy because we can just run our offense. We don't have to, it's not just, okay, everyone knows it's going to this person. So let's just double and triple team them. And take everyone away. So we've we're, we're we're kind of spoiled in that regard, and we got and they're very young too. They're very young. So as they continue to find their niche and their their style of play, it's only going to get better. So he won't be on the team plane to Denver this weekend. Elijah? He will not. Okay, he'll he'll, he'll he'll be here. So I and when you mentioned earlier on in this conversation that the team's not close to where you think it can be, would you throw the passing game in that bucket right there? Coach, I, I, it's everything. You know, can we can we get the run game going earlier? Can we get the pass game going earlier? You know, I I, I referenced I've referenced it a couple of times. You know, like in that Pittsburgh game, we're down two scores going in the fourth quarter, and our pass game show flexed its muscles. I, I think people forget that already, hmm. and went uh, over seventy yards on two different drives against a really good defense in a hostile environment in a stadium that nobody wins in when Renegade plays to start the fourth quarter. Um, and, and Zach and the passing attack and the protection was flawless and we won a football game. Um, and then the last two weeks we've had, we've been, we've been blessed in the sense that we've been able to seize control of, uh, of a game in the fourth quarter with our run game and our defense. And, um, so, so I don't think the pass game's lagging. You know, I, I think we played the fifth ranked uh, defense in football, a team that just prides itself on stopping the pass game. And, and we, we, Took what the defense was giving us, which was the run game, and um, and now we're playing another team that's 
every bit as good as the team we played last week from a defensive standpoint, if not even better. And uh, and they're playing at a high level, and, and by all means necessary, we got to find a way to move the ball. So um, I don't think the pass game's lagging, but at the same time, I don't think it's anywhere near where it's going to go because they're all pups. They're all first and second year mm-hmm. players still trying to find their footing. And I, and I think if I'm a fan or if I'm a player or if I'm a coach uh, in this organization, I'm really, really excited. And if I'm not in this organization and I'm on the outside looking in, not a fan or a, or a coach for another team, I'm very nervous about what's being created here. <laughs> Robert Sala here on the Rich Eisen Show. So before I let you go, where are the receipts you were talking about earlier this year? Where do you keep no those? receipts? No, there's no. Where, where do you keep them in a drawer somewhere? There's no receipts. There's no. They're, no? They're, they're, uh, they're 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 somewhere stashed away, and it's going to take a long time for those ever to come out. Okay, um, we got to do a heck of a lot more winning than this. So. Okay, well, I, I'm I I know for sure. On those receipts, wherever they do reside, the words "Rich and Eisen" are not on those receipts. They do not. Absolutely exist. not. You're you're one of the loyal ones. I put on a lone wolf hat on NFL game day morning this week when the rest of my crew said Green Bay is going to win the game, and I said the cards are going to be put on the table by the Jets this week, and the last fifty years are over. They're going to tell people. It I saw that. It was awesome. Over. That was awesome. <laughs> over. And I believe it. I really do. I see what I'm seeing. I see what I'm seeing. I see what you're cooking. I see what you're doing. And I believe it. And um, so I, 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 say my, I ask my next question in that spirit here, that, yes, you've got a big game against Denver, but the two Bills are coming up, Belichick and Buffalo. Those are the ones at oh, home. Yeah. Those are the ones at home when you want to win your division and announce – arrivals those are the ones and i'm wondering how you envision week eight and week nine and i know i'm talking to a head coach in the nfl about something not this week but i have to ask you since i have you here now how you view that before you're by coach sala no that that's a fair question and here comes the cliche obviously we got denver <laughs> yes but we 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 pound in this building day in and day out on the moment and mm-hmm. owning the moment isn't just showing up. It's uh, uh, isn't just being, you know, walking in the building. It's it's showing up with intent to treat every moment like a championship moment. So when we get those moments, we'll treat them accordingly. But in the meantime, we're we're focused on Denver. Understood. How according? Let's talk about the accordingly. You know what I mean? Like so. I mean, it's it's Belichick and it's Buffalo. We know what this means, right? We know what it's this all, means. It's always exciting when you when you get a chance to play. You know, division opponents. All, okay. all that is awesome and exciting. And it, uh, but they're no bigger than than last week. They're no bigger than this week. They're no bigger than the week after. Um, it's when you start making games bigger than they need to be that they become. They, they, it's when it, it, it makes other games not championship like, and every game's a championship moment. I understand that. When those games, and you want to talk about an arrival being announced? Oh my goodness gracious! That <laughs> honestly, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm jumping out of my skin a little bit um, about that, and I'm wondering if you have to do the same with these young kids. You've mentioned kids, pups over and over again in this conversation, and rightfully so. You've got a very young, talented team filled with kids who came from winning programs. So do you sometimes need to, you know, calm them down a little bit like you're doing to me right now? A little bit? I don't know if they know any better yet. You know, that's, that's the best part about it. They don't know the long history. They don't know the the past. They don't know they're they're new to the division. They're they're So they don't, they don't know all the stories and they will as they, as they start playing in these games and they're told stories by with questions and they're reading media guides and whatever it is. 
they'll start to learn the stories and friends who are fans will tell stories about years past and and that's kind of how the rivalry gets built and then something get, happens it's just a lot of this will happen organically but what's great about this team is they're so focused on the moment and finding ways to just improve every day and it's not all going to be clean like i said we're, we've got a long way to go but i i, I do think uh it's exciting to see all this happening Coach, appreciate the time. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you out the door about your old spot and uh, knowing the front office the way that you do and Shanahan and Lynch and Jed York the way that you do, that they pushed that button on McCaffrey last night. What would you think of when that might have crossed your your mind there? When No, I um, I woke up this morning to it. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Kyle is Kyle is a phenomenal – Kyle and John and, and the way they operate out of there is as good as anybody in ball. Uh, everyone's in sync, everyone's in unison, and they know exactly which players they want to make to, to help their systems roll the way they need to. So I'm, I am not surprised. I'm just glad he's not in Buffalo. Okay. <laughs> Good answer, sir. Good answer. Thanks for the time. Best of luck in Denver, and let's connect down the line. Truly appreciate it. Uh, million times over. Thank you so much, Rich. Right back at you. That's the head coach of the New York JETS, Robert Sala, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. You can listen to the NFL on the NFL app, on the Odyssey app, on WestwoodOneSports.com via Westwood One Station Streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports, sponsored by AutoZone. When we come back, we turn to the New York Yankees and just uh, button up the New York sports. Um, and, uh, and, the, and, the, and the fact that we have now seen, for the first time ever, a team say the other team got lucky because wind was blowing in and their express piece of evidence is exit velocity it's you can't make this stuff up that's coming up next let's talk game time boy do we love using game time tickets at the rich eisen show and every single time i've been watching the basketball playoffs on tv i've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games and when you choose your tickets on game time you can see the view from your seat where the court is where you are in relation to it and then the all-in prices that's my favorite feature the all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed it's that time of year people spring has sprung And that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop 
from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code EISEN. That's I B O T T A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Back here on our terrestrial radio network, 844-204-RICH, number to dial uh, here on the program. Uh, as you know, uh, I am not anti-analytics at all, that there is a reason for um, numbers. Baseball is the most analytical game in that regard. But you're numbers are, But I, I'm, I'm a little old school, yeah, that I want gut and feel to go with it, and, and I hate the shift, and I can't wait for the shift to be gone, and all of that stuff, and I think it it's... It's ruined a game where everybody throws 100 miles an hour now, and um, and and it, it adds to the walk strikeout home run thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe I'm constantly railing against the the walk strikeout home run thing because my team, uh, the Yankees, leads the charge <laughs> of the the walk strikeout home run. Like when they actually score a run on a uh, on on a, an extra base hit and a couple singles or sack fly or something like that. You're actually. like whoa. whoa. <laughs> I'm like that Joe Rogan gif, like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Daniel right? Corby, hey. all right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Whoa. I understand. <laughs> well done. So last night, Yanks fall down 0-2. Luis Severino gives up a three-run shot to Alex Bregman. After the game, he says the Astros are lucky because Bregman's home run was wind-aided or at least it wasn't knocked down by a win in the same way that Aaron Judge's would be, looked like it, could be, it is high, it is far, it is not, uh, out. Well, roof was open. Roof That's was open. That's why they did roof that. Roof was open. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Bregman could have hit it into the wind just like Judge did, but instead he 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 didn't. And, and, and the evidence that you heard a little bit from Aaron Boone and the rest of those who are talking about this sort of thing – for the Yankees, is um, is that Judge's exit velocity was over 100. It was like 106. Mm. And uh, and just mere 91 for for Bregman. And, and we have now reached the okay. point. We've now reached the point where one team is actually using this as an excuse or a fig leaf or what. And I can't believe it. Yeah. That's, this is where we're at. Look at the exit velocity. Uh, one guy has an exit velocity to 91. Another guy has an exit velocity of 106. Which one hit the home run? Well, there was wind in one play. Yeah. How about this? It sounds like you hit the ball. You catch the ball. Stop lollygagging. Yeah, that's I feel like walking in. Loser. To the locker room of my favorite team, who I adore, and throwing a bunch of bats on the floor. <laughs> Into the shower? <laughs> Moving some furniture? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, what are we going to do here? Turn over the pink. Doesn't table. help that DJ LeMahieu and Andrew Benatendi, who are 300 hitters, are hurt. Right. It, doesn't, it doesn't help. Yeah. But everybody's hurt at this time of the year. Altuve hasn't gotten a hit. And the Astros haven't lost a game. That's so wild. Okay, so that's where you have a deep bench, and you've got a deep team, and you've got a team that can throw the ball, catch the ball, hit the ball. 
Sometimes it's a simple game. And that's what the Astros are doing. And it kills me because my buddy Paul, who you guys know I grew up with, he said it perfectly. He texted it to me last night, and it hit me like a gut punch to the point where I couldn't even respond. So I got your text. (laughs) Hey, my best friend. (laughs) This is what he texted me. And this, I, I, I find it difficult to uh, rebut, but it's tough to read. They're basically the bulls to our 90s Knicks, is how oh, he referred wow. to the Astros. Man, that's a, oof. You're right. That is they are a, basically the bulls to our much. 90s Knicks. We've got a good team. We've got a good team that would ordinarily win it mm-hmm. if it wasn't for that team. And the Astros are that team. I don't know who the Jordan is. I guess there's a, there's a Jordan. There's a Jordan. Yeah, the, the Jordan. Okay, the Jordan rules, right. which is you walk them. Uh, but Bregman is, like, hitting everything, finding every gap. They're, like, they're, yeah. they're, ju- they're just that good. Pena's man. awesome. They're that yeah. freaking good. Is Pena Pippen right now, I, I guess? Don't even, I, I can't go down this analogy because it hurts me too bad to admit it. There's more games. I get it. Hey, going home now. Like, they did going what they were supposed home. to do. They going won the home. two home games. Going home, and, and the wind blows for everybody, and the exit. Like, I can't believe we're parsing it like this. Well, you have your really short porch and right. Whatever. And so I'm sure okay, I'm not even going to take that there. cheese. I'm not taking that cheese. <laughs> but we've reached the point of the analytics era. We're like, that guy's home run ball. We shouldn't have left the yard. It wasn't even close to the exit velocity of the guy who's had it windblown right. back in the stadium. Like, yeah. come on. Hit it. Catch it. Pitch it. And quit lollygagging. That's simple enough. About the analytics. Breathe. <laughs> Chip Kelly coming up next for UCLA. But you're right, Rich. I, that's loser talk. Like, oh, well, our numbers said that we should have. Did you win or lose? Oh, you lost. Okay, cool. Do better. Don't strike out 30 times in two games. 24. That's what it is. Was it? Yeah. I thought I saw 30. That was just a mere seven strikeouts apparently oh. last oh, night. Man. I think I saw the number of 24 through oh, two okay. games. Yeah. It's just. That's way too many. <laughs> You know, and, and they've got a really good team. I mean, Severino really, he, he, he battled. He battled, and the rest of the team is just, it's, it just feels, uh, it feels less than. And it's the Astros again. So we'll see what happens when they go back to the, to the Bronx, the boogie down Saturday, Sunday, and hopefully Monday. I, I just don't, I, I, I honestly, I just like, last night I'm glad I was doing the, um, the rehearsal game. You weren't, just, were you, so you weren't paying that close attention? Well, I mean, I had to, you know, work as a lead pipe wielding professional to call <laughs> the game, you know, as if I was mock calling the game. But I had, you know, I had my, my, my one eye on something else when I could. And, you know, reading about it and hearing the soundbite of, you know, yeah. from Judge calling it, they thought it was a 390 ball, meaning 390 footer from Judge. I mean, the Astros only scored seven runs in two games. I mean, that's, you should win. Yeah, you, you got to get some hits. You got to scratch them together. But if you're, it's just like a three-point shooting basketball team. Some nights you're going to be off, and no, those Rich, nights you're going to lose. Rich, the Yankees struck out 13 times last night. Oh, did they really? Yeah, that's 30. 